Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see change lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your spiritual journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message. Today, I want to talk to you about being encouraged. And don't we all need to be encouraged at times? Um, I had a volleyball coach growing up. Um, she was an encourager. After every single practice, it did not matter if it was, you know, whatever. It didn't matter how late we went. It didn't matter the day. We, every single practice, she would have a team-building thing that we would do, or she would give us an encouraging quote, or she would do something that would just encourage us and build us up as a team. And um, I had kept one of those things in my locker, like, throughout my my time, you know, playing different sports. I had it hanging in there for every sport that I played. And now my son, who plays football in college, has it hanging in his room. And sometimes we just need that encouragement to, like, keep us going, you know? Um, I didn't know they had such a thing, but they have also have non-encouraging quotes. And um, as I was looking through it, I thought, what would it have been like if I'd had it hanging in my locker, you can't do it, go back home? Or... <laughs> Or how about, it's never too late to fail? <laughs> or what if there was an encouraging bumper sticker that said, it'll probably get worse? <laughs> or keep panicking. You know, like as I was reading through them, I thought they're awfully funny, but they weren't very encouraging. And we all need to be encouraged. Encouragement goes a long way. I used to, I used to run races, um, 5Ks, and, and there are all ages of runners that run from, from very young to, to very old. And I remember one race, there was a younger, there, there are lots of kids that run, and there was a younger kid running, and it was toward the end of the race, and it was 3.1 miles. That's a long way for a little kid to run. And as he was running, he was like, you know how they like get all floppy when they are like real tired, and you know, I do that too. But um, he was running, and at the end of the race, usually like the people who have finished the race, they'll stand along the sides and they will encourage people, you know, onto the finish line. And so here comes this boy who looked like he was just ready to fall over, and then he reaches the the, the home stretch where everybody's standing on both sides and, and and encouraging the runners to keep going. You can do this. Keep it up, and and all this. And suddenly, it was like he just switched gears. The guy sprinted to the finish line. All he needed was for everybody to be rooting for him. All he needed was a little bit of encouragement, and it went a long way. He just ran right in there. And this thing that, we had, that we're doing called life, sometimes Paul equates it to a race and running, and, and we need the same thing. We need somebody saying, yes, you can keep going. And it's the very thing that, like, picks us up and keeps us going towards that finish line. And... Um, our words do matter, and what we, what, we, what we do, it does matter because in this life we get stressed and we have things come up and we deal with all kinds of things. We're living in a time where, where there is turmoil, there is unrest, there is hard things going, and that's in the world around us. And then we have all the hard things going on in our own lives, and that can, that can keep us discouraged, and it can get us down, and we need we need some encouragement. And I know that sometimes we just have bad days or sometimes there's just like, okay, that morning was really rough kind of thing. And then other times it's like a season and sometimes the season can be long. I know it doesn't matter what kind of encouragement we need. The good news is that God wants us to be encouraged. I know that sometimes in mothering, 
you know, sometimes you just have a rough day. It's not that your whole life is, but I remember, and, and the only reason I remember is because I wrote it down and I was reading through a journal that, of things that I write down. And, and one morning, it wasn't even, it wasn't even lunchtime, and, and one of the kids had gotten into the wastebasket and got this ice cream, like, that was done, but it was still kind of melty, and this was before, like, you had them in the other kind of containers, um, because I guess I'm old, and um, got it out of the wastebasket, dribbled it all through the kitchen, all into the family room, and so I've got this whole big mess, and then a little bit later, that same one who was I think around two, so just little, and if you have a two-year-old, you, you, you just don't, you already know what I'm talking about, throwing colored pencils all over, all over the place because they were done coloring, and then threw their pajamas into the sink of dirty dishes, and then I, I was trying to get dressed and get ready, and I noticed that they had gotten to the refrigerator, gotten a gallon of milk out because they were thirsty and wanted me to get them some, carried it without the lid on into the family room, and I was exhausted, and I wasn't even dressed for the day. And so, like, I needed encouragement. And so sometimes it's just those little things that we need encouraging, encouragement for. And, you know, even if you're in that stage and you think, you know, it's not this great big thing, it's, it's mothering, I want to know God, God has encouragement for us. He says that he gently guides those who have young. And I remember that scripture whenever I had young. And mine are old now, but, but I remember that. And the way that God, we need to know sometimes that God is for us and that he is with us. Because sometimes when we're going through the thing, it feels like, God, do you even care that I'm going through this? Do you even see me? Do you even know that, that, that my heart hurts I'm discouraged here. Do you even know? And we need to know that God is for us and that he is with us. You see, God himself encourages us through his word. You see, the words of people are great. And believe me, we need encouraging words from people. But there will be no word that will encourage us more than his word. And that's exactly what he does. Um, in Joshua 1, 1 through 9, this is the encouragement that he gives to Joshua. He says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you will set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn, it, turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I've always been taught that when you see something repeated in Scripture in a very short time, that you need to take note of it. And this is not just the, 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 the words be strong and courageous were not just repeated twice. They were repeated 
three times. He says, be strong and courageous. And then he says, be strong and very courageous. And then a third time he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. And you see, the word encourage means to inspire with courage. And that's what the Lord was doing. He inspired him with courage. He was, he was encouraging him. He said, you be strong because I'm going to be with you wherever you go. And then in Isaiah, it says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And this was his message to, to um, Israel. This was, this was for his people. He wanted them to know that I am with you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then in Matthew 1427, and this is when the disciples were in the boat, and then they see this figure walking to them, walking on water, and they were frightened. They thought it was a ghost. And this is what Jesus said to him, them immediately. Jesus said immediately to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. You see, there again, he was encouraging them. You see, when they had um, things going on, it didn't matter if they were scared or it didn't matter if they had a big job to do like Joshua. I want you to lead these people and you just need to know that I'm going to be with you every step of the way. So whatever it is we're going through, God was encouraging all of these people. And he can do it any way he wants, anytime he wants, and use anything he wants. In Daniel... 1019, um, here we, before this, Moses had prayed and an angel was sent to him. And the angel said, Daniel, from the first moment you set your mind to humble yourself before your God and pray, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. You see, God, God knew what Daniel needed and that angel came in response. And this is what the angel said to him. He said, do not be afraid, you who are highly esteemed. He said, peace, be strong now, be strong and then it's not just a little bit later after that, he said he was strengthened. You see, God knew what he needed, and so he sent him what he needed. He needed, he needed strength, and God sent the angel to him to, to tell him to be strong. God was encouraging him. And then again, in First Chronicles, it says David said, also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for his service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And I love it. Again, and I love so much about this. I love that David was telling his son Solomon, who was now in charge and who had, who had been given this job to, to build the temple, he needed encouragement, and he sent his dad there to encourage him. And what I also love is David, David did so much wrong, but David knew how much God loved him, and he knew that he was his. And I love that he says, for the Lord, my God, is with you. And he encouraged him. And we need to do that with our kids. We need to encourage them. We need to let them know that God is there with them. And what I love about this is that we can just look all throughout scriptures. These scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, we see God's character all throughout. And I'll tell you what I see. I see God encouraging his people. He wants us to be encouraged. He's going to call you to do, things, to do things that are beyond what you can do. And he wants to tell you, take courage. I am with you. 
You are going to be scared at times of some things that are going on in your life, and he's going to tell you, take courage. I am with you. I don't know what the thing going on in your life, but he wants to use his word to encourage you. He has done that for me so many times. It's not just the, word, the scripture about courage. Sometimes I will be going through a thing, and, and there was some years ago that it was a, there was a, the spiritual battle is very real. And when you're in ministry, you feel it more, you don't feel it more when you're in ministry, but it is just so strong sometimes because the, the enemy is against what you are doing. And I remember um, just feeling that, and, and Andy as well, and we felt that. And I have this little black book, it's different than you're thinking. This little back book has no phone numbers in it, but it has a lot of scripture in it. And it has um, some prayer requests in it and, some, and just some things that, that are meaningful to me. But I wrote down in here, I, I lost my page here, but I wrote down in here the, some scripture that God spoke to me in the time that I needed it. Because you see, sometimes when you're going through the thing, have you ever noticed, some of you are going to know what I'm talking about. When you're going through something, God will speak a scripture to you. It might have been written to Nehemiah or it might have been written to Hezekiah. But on that day, he said, this is for you. And that's what he did. And I wrote it down. And I remember sitting at the table because that's where I sit in the mornings. And, and I do my devotions and I read my Bible. And Andy was in bed, and I ran into the bedroom, and I said, this is what the Lord is. This is who he is. And I'm not going to read all of it to you, but I'll just read you the parts. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. Our God will fight for us. And then it goes on to say, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. And it goes on and on, and that's what he was giving me. He didn't just give it to me here, he gave it to me there. He, he let me read it in my devotion, and then I read it in my Bible reading. God is so good like that. He wants to encourage us in his word. And so that, that's the thing, is if we're not in his word, we're going to miss out on a whole lot of encouragement that he wants to give to us. He wants us to be encouraged. Um, I love Esther, and when I asked her, how, what, what gets her through the rough times? Scripture. Scripture gets her through the rough times. Scripture and prayer. And I thought, wow, she is just one of those people that you want to take notes about. Because she's been there, she's done that, and she knows what works. And it was Scripture. And I have another friend who, if anybody has a right to be discouraged, it would be her. She is going through cancer for the third time. And um, some of you know who she is because she, she comes to church here. I've gotten to know her through, through Bible study, and I've had the privilege of, of taking her to her, some of her chemo appointments. And she is, she is not, you would think somebody would be so down going through what she's going through, but she's not. And I know, what, I know, I know where she finds her courage. I know where she finds her strength. And I asked her if I could take a picture of her. Her name is Sue Jess. And this is Sue. And what I want you to really notice is what she's holding. She has a stack of note cards like this. And on every single one of those note cards is scripture. And that's where she finds her strength. And that's where she finds her courage. She told me the other day when I saw her that she sits down to do her devotions and she'll grab just a little stack of those and she would just read them. And I am not sure how long she's been reading them, but it's been a long time. She never stops. That's what encourages her. God's word encourages her, and he wants to do it for all of us. You know, 
Not only does God want us to be encouraged, he wants us to be encouragers. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11, and it gets rather lengthy, and you're going to say, what's that got to do with encouragement? Just hang on. Um, Now, dear brothers and sisters, about the times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that day should not surprise you like a thief. You are children of the light and children of the day. You do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like the others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and for the hope and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, hang on. You're going to find out. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I messed, I messed up with what I said, but, um, He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, and when you see a therefore, you can't skip all the rest that I just read because we need to know what it's there for. And he says, he's talking about the day when Jesus would return. He said, that day is going to come. And we don't even know when it's going to happen, but it's going to come. And he says, so therefore, build each other up. Encourage one another, just as in fact you are doing. So he's, he was telling them there, you know what, this day is coming. But you know what, if you are in, in Christ, he said, you don't, you don't need to fear that day. It's okay because you're children of the light and you are children of the day. But I want you to do this. I want you to encourage and build each other up just as in fact you are doing now. See, they were already doing it. But he said he wanted them to build each other up. And build in the Greek, the Greek word for build is okidomio. And it's usually associated with like the building trades, like building a house or a barn or a tower. And it's not just a one-time thing. It just think if I laid one brick, that would not build a house. When I'm going to build, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to keep building. And that's, that is what this word build here. It's not just a one-time thing. We are to continually, we are to build each other up, and we are to encourage each other. And then in Hebrews 10, 23 to 25, says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. There we see it again. And we are to encourage one another. And I find it very interesting that when these two separate scriptures, when he talked about encouraging, it says, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The day is talking about the day when Jesus will return. So there's, a, there's, there's some kind of connection to, to us being aware that Jesus is going to return and encouraging and building each other up. He said that, that day is coming and we need to be building each other up all the more. All the more because that day is coming. You know, in Romans 11, or 1, 11 and 12, it says this, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. 
That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. You see, your faith should encourage me, and my faith should encourage you. Just like it says in Proverbs 27, 17, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We are to make each other stronger. You know, the day is coming, and I think, I think that it's, it's, it, there's something about him talking about Jesus coming back in both of those places and encouraging. And, you know, it's closer than it's ever been. Nobody knows, um, nobody knows that day that it will happen, but, you know, they thought it was going to happen, like, way a long time ago. So we are definitely closer now than we've ever been, and we don't know when it is. So we need to keep encouraging and building each other up. Um, sometimes I think that, we get a little, we live, in a, we live in a society as a whole who's pretty, or pretty self-focused in what I need and what I want and what I need to have in my life right now. And sometimes we do need encouragement and we are just like, nobody's encouraging me kind of thing. I want to tell you what Proverbs 11.25 says. It says, a generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will be refreshed. So sometimes... I believe that sometimes when we need what we need, we need to offer to others. And then somehow in God's way of doing things, we get the thing that we need. Because when we encourage and we refresh others, then we ourselves become encouraged. I don't even know how that works sometimes. But we're the one that receives the very thing that we need. If you take a look around you at who you see and don't stare, makes people weird, weirded out. But if you look around, the people look pretty, they look fine, don't they? You all look fine. But I've discovered that sometimes we're not as fine as we look. That sometimes that there are all kinds of things going on in our hearts and in our heads and in our lives that nobody would have the first clue about. And we need encouraged. It's God's plan. I think, I think that part of the encouragement is how we love. And I think that this is a really important part. And to be quite honest with you, as I was, I know this doesn't feel like a Mother's Day sermon, does it? I'm not preaching on the Proverbs 31 woman. But uh, I feel like it's what God had given me. And at first, like, I thought this was going to be it. Two points. God wants to encourage us, and we're to be encouragers. And then he gave me this point, because I think that it fits with it is that we're living in a time when the church looks no different than people who are not in the church. And it should not be that way. And I believe that God wants us to be unified. Um, I played a lot of sports in school, and I've gone to a lot of sports because my kids have played sports. And I'll tell you, if you are playing basketball and the score is tied and there's like three seconds left, do you know what happens? What does the coach do? He calls a timeout, right? He calls a timeout because he knows, he knows that this next, this next time is going to be so crucial. And he sets out this plan and he says, and I've been there where like they've called timeout and you know what? This is the plan. This is how we're going to get it done. This is what I want you to do. You have to do this. You have to do that. And this is how it's going to work. And, and you, you set it in motion. Well, it's kind of like that before Jesus. Um, he prayed for many things in those moments he, before he before he died, before they took him away. And he prayed for a lot of things. And it was kind of like that prayer was probably like that, that, that last, that huddle. He was going to speak to God. And he spoke about many things in the moments before he was arrested and put on trial and eventually executed. 
but none more often or more passionately than for the church to be unified. In John 17, 20 through 23, he says this, and this is, this is his prayer for the believers. And in my Bible, I put my name in that because it's what he, what he wants me to do. And if you're a believer today, you put your name in here because this is what he's calling you to do too. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for all those who will believe in me. That's you and me and all of who would believe in him through their message that all of them may be one. That's unity. Father, just as you are in me and I am you, May they also be in us so that the world, I skipped ahead here, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one, again, as we are one. I in them and you in me. So that they may be brought in complete unity this is his prayer. He was praying for us. What was he praying? That they would be one, that they would be one, that they would be in complete unity. Why was that so important for him to pray that we would be one, that we would be one, that we would be in complete unity? For this reason. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And sometimes I would tell you, I am so sorry if you're here today or you're listening online and the very reason that you do not want to follow Jesus is because you have seen the church not be one. The church isn't perfect. It's made up of imperfect people and you're looking at one of them. And I'll have to say, God is always perfect. So don't let that stand in your way of coming to him. He loves you more than you could ever dream of. I know in my mothering, I did not get it right. And I got it wrong plenty of times. But I will tell you that every single, every, even though I got it wrong, it never once stopped me from wanting to get it right. And I believe, and I'm talking at the universal church, but our church is included in the universal church. This is what Jesus prayed for. And we need to, stop, we need to never stop trying to get it right, even if we get it wrong sometimes. I believe that this fits with, with the encouraging part because you know what? <sighs> Too much rests on us building each other up. He told us to build each other up because that day is coming and we want as many people to be encouraged and built up and know about Jesus. We need to encourage each other. Why? Because when we're encouraging each other, we can be one. And why is that so important that he would want us to do that? Because there are lost people who need to know him. Jesus wants the church to be unified so that the world will know that he is God's son and that he loves them. So um, I know this doesn't feel like a Mother's Day sermon, but I am telling you, mothers, we, we have a job to do in encouraging our kids. Just, just like David encouraged his son Solomon continually to tell him that God is with you, God is for you, he is going to get you through that. We need to do that. We need to, we need to go to God's word to be encouraged, but we also need to be encouragers. And how awesome it is at that God must think an awful lot of, uh, of, of those who would follow after him to trust us to do this, to bring people to him. I know that people come because they are drawn by God's spirit, but this, how we, how we love each other and how we build each other up is going to be huge, make a huge impact on the rest of the world.
And so God, God just wants us to know that we can take courage and know that God is even with us in this. We may get it wrong sometimes, but that should never stop us from trying to get it right. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you so much for this day when we celebrate and honor our mothers. We are thankful for our moms and, and for the mother figures that you put in our life, people like Esther Jetter, people who are not, a, not afraid to just share their faith and to share their wisdom, Lord. And we're, we're just thankful for all of those like her. We're thankful for your word that speaks to us and encourages us. God, I'm thankful that you give it to us, that you want us to be encouraged, that you love us so much. And God, I pray that you would help us as we go from here to take your word to heart, to take your prayer to heart, that you, that you have told us that we have a command to encourage each other and build each other up. And God, we pray, I, I just want to pray especially for someone who needs encouraged today. Would you just remind them that they're not alone, that you are with them, that you are for them, that you love them. God, I thank you for loving us more than we know and more than we ever deserve. We, we love you today, and we ask for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so go take courage and know that whatever it is you're going through, that God is with you and that he is for you. And um, just encourage somebody on your way out. Thanks for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected to all things the Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend because changed lives change lives.